Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is part number two of Ben and Sierra. Now I get the pleasure to interview Sierra. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. If you watch the first episode with Mr. Ben, um, you know he's got quite a past. And all this time I was thinking, okay, well, he was single, you know, and then he said, no, I have my wife and kids, and it's the same wife and kids that I got today. And I was like, wait a minute. Really? You did all of these things while you were married? Yes. So, Sierra, okay, let's, let's go back to, to, to you now. Like, where, are you from Ohio as well? or? I'm from that same small town that Ben's from. So we grew up together. Um, so were you guys like middle school sweethearts or something like that? or High school. High school. Yeah, we got okay. together when I was 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And how long have you been married now? Oh, we are not married, but we've been together for 17 years. You are not married? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you see, I didn't know that. Uh, I'll get to the score of things as we go in, in this conversation, right? So you've been together for 17 years. How old are your kids? Because I know you, you got a couple on their yeah, so our oldest is 14, so I had him when I was uh, pregnant at 18, had him when I was 19. 18? Yep, and our youngest is, she, she'll be nine here in a couple weeks. Okay, good deal. I started very young too. Yeah. I, I have a 24, 25 now, so I, I was 18. So yeah. I'm 44 now, but. Um, all right. All right. Where do we start? <laughs> when did you get with me? Um, so we got together when I was 15, so he was just, he's four years older than me, so he was just okay. out of high school um, when we got together. Our first uh, <laughs> our first date was four-wheeler riding, um, we're from a small town, so right. took me on a four-wheeler, um, it was all hell from there actually. He, uh, we went on our first ride together, he took me up this really steep hill and then flipped us backwards, we fell all the way back down the hill wow. on the four-wheeler, I went home bruised up. Fake hairs all out. It was it was a mess. Mom was oh, like, no, goodness. you gotta stay away from that guy. Really? <laughs> yes. Really? And uh, so, but you guys were hooked up already. I mean, like, you fell in love right away, or how, how did that? How was that chemistry? No, I don't even think I know what love is at that age. Um, he was just I'm very introverted, I'm quiet, reserved, and he's the complete opposite. Right. Um, so I was just attracted to. And he's good looking. Um, yeah. He was better than back then. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's not a bad looking. He's in shape. Uh, <laughs> I've seen him exercising. I've seen you too. Yeah. You guys hit the gym a lot. Yes. So, all right. And so you guys were together from a very young age. And what do you do after you graduated high school? So um, Ben's mom sent him out to Illinois uh, right around 1920 after he got, uh, got out the army, got kicked out the army or whatever, sent him with his uncle to try and get clean. So I was still in our little town um, in school. And I didn't have the best upbringing either. Um, I grew up with my mom. Um, my brothers and sisters were kind of split off with their fathers, or my, my older sister had kids at a young age. So we just, it was a unstable childhood. Um, so I was looking for like it, like just ready to get out of that small town. So his mom sent him to Illinois. So um, my senior year, I went like the hybrid virtual, and I just packed up and I went out to wow. Illinois. Um, so he was obviously using when we were in school together. I, I knew he used, I didn't understand like a 15 addiction and how bad he was. So in my mind, I'm running out of this small town to go live this better life, um, get away from the craziness. Um, so when I got to Illinois um, with him is when I really understood the depths of his addiction. Right. Now, um, 
because you talk, you just told me about your, 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 your mother as well, right? She had addiction. Now, did you do any drugs back then? Uh, yeah, I smoked weed. Okay, but that's not really that's just, you know, <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, that's not. That's not. No, nothing. Um, but so, so your thing was weed, and and his thing was hardcore drugs. How do you cope with that? Like, how do you tolerate it? I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, because most likely, they both do it. Like, and they're happy doing them together. You know, and they go get high and all these things, and they get their highs and lows. But he was doing hardcore things. You weren't really doing hardcore things. You were just putting up with it. Yeah, but even at that, like at 15, at, at that age, like I lived with my parents, he lived with his. So our relationship was really when we lived in that small town together, I just didn't see him for days. Um, he would be missing, like using for days, right. and then we'd come back together and it'd be. It'd Work be, it all out. Yeah. And he'd yeah. talk to you. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a good sales guy. Years, exactly. Yeah, he's a good sales guy. He'll <laughs> talk to you and you're like, oh, don't worry about it. I was just, you know. Having a four-day binge, but it's only yeah. Wow. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't until I moved um, and we actually lived together and depended on each other is when it was really an impact. And when did that happen? That's when I moved to Illinois. So I was 17. That would have been and losing track of graduating 2007. So right around 2016. Okay. Um, is when I moved to Illinois uh, with him, and that's I. I went out there. He had went out there for six months before. His uncle got him a really good job. He was making like 25, I don't know, close to 30 bucks an hour. So I'm like, yeah going out here, he has a house, it's going to be perfect. I get there, he does have a house, thank God. Um, when I walk in, there's but it, like, wasn't <laughs> it wasn't perfect. No yeah. furniture, a mattress in the middle of the floor, he looks like shit and has no money. Now, I will tell you this, <laughs> I will tell you this, I lived in an apartment for a little bit, oh, the only thing I had was a mattress. <laughs> Amazing. It, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, so, and I'm going to be completely open here in this podcast, about the, the strategy on the mattress, okay? Every time I brought somebody back to the apartment, there was nowhere to sit down. We had to go lay down, okay? Oh. So it's like, hey, that's all I got. And they were like, okay. So I didn't have to lay on the spot, right? So good, good on bed, right? So, but you guys were together already, um, you know? And so did you, so when you get there, this guy has no furniture, he has no, like he looked like crap, you know, all these things. Um, did you go get a job? Like, what? Yeah, definitely. So um, back in my hometown, I always worked. Um, we did, we- What was your first job? My first job was McDonald's. Okay. Um, and then I got my nurse's aid license at 16 um, and started working at a nursing home. Um, so I did that up until I left in Winston, Illinois. So you left McDonald's, how long were you in McDonald's? Like for a year or so? Yeah, or? probably a year. Then nursing home? Yep, nursing and were you handling all people and, or, yeah. or sick people like? Yep, nurses aid, so yep, daily basis bathing, feeding. Wow. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you gotta have a big heart for that. You really do. Because uh, yeah. that's Very not easy. Not at all. Wow. So, and, and, so, and then you went to Illinois. Mm -hmm. And what kind of work did you start? Um, so, when I went to Illinois, I uh, got into school. I was going for nursing, and then I got a job. Um, I was a customer service rep at Kmart. So, I did that uh, for. I think like a year or Kmart, two. do those things still they, exist? No, not that right, I know. Under, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I used to like Kmart. Uh, yeah, it was not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, you worked in Kmart, what after that? What happened? Um, after Kmart, I went and got like a sales position at like a magazine, selling magazines. Um, so I did that, and then I got pregnant. So I was 18 when I got pregnant, um, and then I ended up quit working uh, and was really stay-at-home mom while Ben supported us for 
how long were you a stay-at-home mom for? Like? Not long. If I'm trying to think back to like Illinois, we were probably there for a span of a year and a half. Um, yeah, we have guests. Yes. Uh, we were probably there for a year and a half. So I had my son, um, and then right around nine months is when like it got really bad with Ben's addiction. Okay, I'm in the state. I have no family here. He's not changing anytime soon. We have eviction notices. We have we can't pay our rent. We can't buy food. It's time for me to take my child and go back home. So it was 2009. Um, I think it was actually like February of 2009. And
angel at that time. Yeah. You, you, you still are. Um, because, you know, in reality, um, I mean, addiction, you've seen it, people go through it 20 years without doing drugs and they relapse, right? Hopefully this will not happen in your case, but, uh, ever, but it, it was hard, man, like, and I wasn't there, but, uh, you know, I got to hear his story and, and he was very open about it, like, detailed, like, this is what I was, this is what I did, and you're stuck with him this whole time. That shows a lot about you uh, and about you know the love you have for him. Wow, I'm so I'm so amazed. Uh, Thank you. Honestly, I am. And, and uh, 99.9% of the women would have left him. Probably within a year. Within a year, and you stuck with him for years. I mean, this is this is a problem that happened for many years for both of you uh, and your children as well, right? Um, now. When you quit the bank, this is what, what year is this? That would have been 2020. I quit the bank. Oh, 2020. So yeah. you, you guys started in 2015 in real estate. Yeah, I was still yeah working, climbing at in corporate. Yeah. And you gave yourself a good five years to where yeah. you know what? Let's see if this thing is for real. Let's see if we can get a lot of properties. Let's see if it works well before you let go of the of the golden, golden handcuffs because yeah. you were making good money. Yeah, honestly between 2015 and uh, 2019 before um, we, kind of, we went into the online mentorship, I really wasn't on board. He, like his primary real estate was flipping. I had no desire. I, like I have yeah, no interest in any of that now. Yeah, the money was nice at the end, finally six, seven, eight months later, um, but I had no desire in that. It wasn't until we focused on like the lead gen part where it's like, okay, that's operations. And that's where I like, that's, what, my, you're yeah, good at, yeah. that's what I'm good at. That's when I was like, okay, I can get into this. Wow. And so you quit in 2020 during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I quit in February and then we shut down on my birthday, March 23rd. Wow. Oh, you're March 23rd. Yes. Are you Aries? Yes. yes. My wife is from the 26th. Oh, nice. And I'm on the 9th, April. So, oh, nice. yeah, we're two Aries together. <laughs> How's that work? Yeah, it, it works. It works. Because uh, usually on your sign, you go by the descent, the ascendant, oh. which is your Aries, but then your ascendant is something else. So that's what makes the difference. Got it. Um, but anyhow, okay. So what made you quit? Like, what, what was the reasoning behind you letting go of a six-figure job. Yeah. Even, it, you know, even I get it, he was making money and all that, but yeah. you had a different deal because that's something you work for. It's something I work for and it's something we never, like for many years that we didn't have stability and we didn't have consistent income coming in where we could pay our bills and have a little extra for security. So that was always just my goal. It's like, okay, I need that. Corporate security, even though it's not. Yeah, security. there's no security yeah, at all. Yeah, um, but at that it's point, it's a false sense of security. It is. Um, so, really, I got to that point to where I'm, I, I was working from home. I'm making 120 a year. I, at this point, so let me back up. I worked for Chase for those 12 years, but in my last year and a half, I left there and went with my boss to a fintech startup company. Um, so, I was working from home. I literally. It was like my own boss, did whatever I want, made good money, but that's when the problem came because I'm like, okay, I have what I thought I was working for, and I am not happy at all. Well, fulfillment, so not, yeah, it wasn't fulfilled. At all, I was depressed, um, I was crying every day, it was scary because it's like, dang, I'm here, I'm here, and this is not what I want, and I don't know what it is that I want. Um, so it was a scary time, and then that at that same 
same time, Ben was struggling with the, you know, fixing and flipping and, hey, I don't want to be in it. Get in the help. Yeah, I don't want to be in that every day either. Um, so he saw me struggling, he struggling. So that's when he really started to um, invest and learn about the wholesaling piece. And then he brought me into that and said, hey, I think we should really focus on this. It'll be good for both of us. Wow. Yeah. And you guys joined the only mentorship when? We went to Momentum in November of 2019. We joined their mentorship then. Um, we went back there in December. We're here in uh, Phoenix for the Mastermind Deep Dive. And then we started up our business. We, I think we got our first office December 31st. We signed the lease on our first office. Wow. And how was that transition from you quitting the job to getting into this whole real estate wholesaling, you know, the operation side. Uh, what did that look like? It was honestly pretty easy because I really, at this point, right, we're, we're everything. It's, we're just starting the business, so we're wearing every hat. So I just transitioned my work ethic in corporate to starting up this business. Honestly, where I struggled in our business was not needing to control and do everything myself hiring and needing, like, allowing others to come in and help. I can't do it on my own. Um, and I struggled with that because I'm such a control freak. But transitioning into our business was easy. It was just like, okay, instead of putting 60 hours in here, I'm going to put 60 hours in my business now um, and focus on that. So that was the easier part. I think the harder part was just us learning how to partner together in a business. Um, yeah, how to work together at the end of the day and then yeah. be husband and wife, you know. I struggle with that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably um, the harder part. But we, we really focused on like partnership. Like, obviously, we're completely two different people. He's CEO, visionary. I'm integrator, so that helps out a lot. Um, and just really lining, here's your roles, here's your responsibilities, and setting those boundaries and trying to stick to those have helped us. Wow. So you enjoy most of the whole setting, I would say, right? <laughs> you ask me when a deal comes in, we're wholesaling it. Then is we're fixed, we're flipping our keeping as rental. I get we need to uh, buy our rentals for our right. long term and all of that. So I'm on board there. But if I have the choice of wholesaling or flipping, I'm just wholesale the damn thing and let's move on to the next. Let's go. That's what I do. So, <laughs> how does your operation look like in the office? Like so, because I know Ben is out there thinking about let's go get a hundred rentals. Let's go. <laughs> Get six million dollars in revenue. Let's go do all these big things, right? So he's pushing the boundaries up. Right? He, he, he actually talked about that with the rents. When, when he, they operate like that. Like, okay, I gotta get eighteen hundred fifty dollars for rent when the market rents for seventeen fifty. Yeah. But the same thing goes for revenue. Same thing goes for the amount of flips. You know, how do you keep that under control? Because he can spiral out of control by by that growth, right? Yes. So you're holding the, the um, fort down. Yes, that's exactly right. So I would say, like our our office looks like we have um, in house. We have our sales team, two acquisitions in house, and then we have three lead managers that are virtual. And then I have two virtual VAs that work under me. We did have a TC and a dispo. Had to let them go, so we are hiring for those positions. So as of right now, like I take on those roles as well. So okay. I do our the normal COO role, systems, processes, KPIs, making sure that whatever Ben decides that the company's going to do, we can implement that, right. um, which is chaotic. But right now, I'm also um, handling a TC and a dispo role as we hire a new. So you're doing that. You're selling the properties yourself. Yeah. You're doing all that. Yes. Now I'm also a licensed realtor, so I list our properties, and then I will occasionally help. You do a lot of work. Yeah. You have no life right now. Um, no. Yeah, because you put all these hats. Exactly. Um, and, and 
do you balance that? Because that's a lot of work. You guys are doing a lot of stuff. Yes. Right? It's a lot of flips, a lot of rentals, a lot of wholesale deals, a lot of leads coming in, yep. you know, getting mad when the lead doesn't get attended right away. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. So how do you manage to balance that part of your life, which is the, 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 the business, and your family? <laughs> Great question. I would say our children probably suffer the most right now when mm -hmm. it comes to getting the attention from um, mom and dad. Yeah. Um, we do keep them very engaged with the business. Um, we definitely have a huge opportunity to spend more quality time with them. Um, so that has been our priority this year is Good. to make sure that we are eliminating our removing ourselves out of the business. So although I'm wearing all of those hats, I spend a lot of my time at home with the kids doing that. Like I'm not in the office with the team. We're headed off to Florida for the summer. This, um, you guys travel a lot. I know. I've seen you. Yeah. I've seen you in Cancun, <laughs> back to back. I've seen you in Florida. I've seen you in Phoenix. Like I love it, and, and that's what I like a lot about both of you because. You guys travel together. You go to the gym together. You 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 know you're always doing things as a couple, right? And and I like that. I admire that actually. Uh, you know, I wish I could do a lot of those things with my wife, but I got two little ones, so she's looking after them, and that's why I'm here by myself. But um, but so you're scheduling. Do you schedule time with your children? Like you put on the calendar, and like how do you, how do you do that? Like yeah, usually our weekends at this point, we're not really doing any business on Saturday or Sunday. So I probably for the last six or seven months, we've been able to really weekends are for our kids, um, and then we also have his mom who is just oh she's been a lifesaver. She's like a ride or die since the beginning. Um, so she's here at the house a lot helping with the kids. But awesome. yeah, weekends are with the kids, and then. We're honestly, I'm able to shut down on my end like around five or six. Okay, dirty. That's dirty. Yeah, not Yeah, especially for the amount of work you got. Exactly. So, yeah. you, do you start early or? My bees are a blessing, uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lot, but yeah, I, we're probably up like I'm like right, right around six. So we used to be like up at four to the gym to the office, but six o'clock is my wake up and. You know it. how, um, guys, we got some visitors here. They're about this size. Uh, <laughs> Because the guys love leaving the doors open. I don't know how I'm gonna sleep tonight because I'm sleeping <laughs> in this house, uh, so it's gonna be ugly uh, with me trying to kill these mosquitoes. But um, so I will tell you if you allow me, how to buy your freedom? Please stop it. <laughs> you need ten BAs, not three or four. You need ten real good BAs that will do all the listings for you, comping. Uh, properties, you know, of course you gotta train them, right? And that takes you a couple of months, but after two or three months, you are free. That, I have, we have, how many VAs we got right now? In our team? Yeah, in our um, team. Our own point. Yeah. So they do everything. They buy the houses, they sell the houses, they do the TC. All I do is I coach them. That's it. Like, let's say, um, you're gonna list uh, one of your rentals, right? And then you got a VA that all they do is market analysis for rentals. And they come to you and say, well, Sierra, um, I know your rental is coming up, you know. Do you think 1850 a month is, is? And you look at it and say, yeah, 1850 is where it is. Or you will say, you know what? Let's go push it to 1950 because we see that the market is actually going up. But you just, that's all you do. You tell them what to do and they go do it they, because they're, they're wired for 
for executing and, and, and doing what you're asking them to do, yeah. right? So that will save you at least 75% of your time. And now on that 75% that you got free, now you can work on getting your process better. You know, like you start thinking, because you're, you're in reactive mode right now as a CEO. Right, you're like putting fires. Yeah, I gotta hire this boy. I gotta hire a TC. Yeah. You call the title company. Is the title ready to go or not? You know, does the lender did they send the you know paperwork? So you're doing a lot of stuff. I can see how because uh, I did it. I, I was I was that guy too. You know, dealing with the title company, dealing with the seller, with the buyer, with the flips, the contractors, and at some point because I, I was control freak as well. But at some point I said, man, is, it, is this worth it? Like. Working my ass off like this, you know, yeah, I make money, but I, eventually it's not even about the money anymore. Yeah. It's about the, being free. Yeah. Like, this is why we do this, exactly. to be free. Yeah. And the day I understood that I needed to delegate, and I put that, that switch on my head, and I flipped it, that was it. Because then I said, you know what, I'm just gonna share more of the pie, and I'm gonna hire all this army of people, and I literally, I had a call today with my, my right-hand girl, Carla, and I said, Carla, we need 20 more. And she's like, okay, what do you need 20 more for? Because she's the one in charge of finding them, right? And she's like, I'm like, look, I need five more acquisitions, I need five more discounts, and I need 10 more lead generation. And in this order, this is how we need them. And she's like, okay, I got it. I will go work on it. So we we're gonna go from 20 to 40 people, and so we can throw them on the market because if the system works for them. So now we just need to go for it. But if you want to be free, you hire a bunch of those guys. And look, something I realized in the US, um, we have great people, right? They speak great English, they learn fast, but there's too much mediocrity. Yes. And I just got tired of um, You know, I will hire somebody thinking that I will be a rock star, kill it. And two things happen, they either learn business and left because they want to do it on, on their own, or they were just happy with making two grand a month. And you know, and I'm like, man, you got the opportunity to freaking kill it. Yeah, that's literally why I had to let our TC and our dispo go they were okay. They were complacent. Yeah. Yes. You can't have that because otherwise, how do you really push through your numbers, right? Yeah. How do you how do you go from 250 to 500? Yeah, it's it, it just but what I find is with these people overseas, man, they're hungry. They're like, give me more, give me more, give me more. I, I can do it, you know. They work the weekends and they, you know, they're up late or they get up early. Uh, and if you pay them well, they'll, they'll I mean, go to bottom for you. I, I just need to do it. What you're telling me, I know, like the VAs I have are freaking awesome. They're weak. I'm here for you, Sierra, whenever you need me. Um, it's that part, like, just like you said, okay, in the U.S., okay, they, they are able to pick up easy, they speak good easy. So I have to spend more time up front with the VAs, but in the long term, I know it will benefit me. But I think about some of you guys spend that more time up front training them on these. Well, one of the things that I can see on, on you guys uh, is that you probably have to learn how to be okay with imperfection. <laughs> yeah, because bo both of you are high achievers now, right? And, <laughs> and Ben is there, so I'm looking at it. It wasn't until I learned how to do that that I was able to grow. Because I wanted everything to be freaking perfect. Like, you know, I would walk by a cat cabinet and it had a little line. I was like, you gotta pay 
paint this, and I will go stick blue stickers everywhere, right? And I'm a, I was a rehabber. Right? Yeah. Uh, on the wholesale side, not so much. Uh, you know, even sometimes I, I'm okay when they lower the price on a property, 5K, 10K. If it was up to me, I'll keep it there because I gotta maximize the profit, you know. But Caesar comes to me and says, "Well, Ricardo, you know, we didn't get really any offers. This was the only offer we got." And then I go, "Oh, okay, no big deal." So learning how to deal with that stuff, uh, it's sometimes hard for for all of us. And then when you learn how to deal with that, you're like, you know what? It's not it's not gonna be perfect anyways. My mother told me that one time. Uh, she she asked me, and, and this is a lesson that I learned for many other things. My wife wanted to have kids for a very long time, and I did. And the reason why is because I was waiting for the perfect time. I want to have, I want to have my house paid for. I want to have, you know, cars paid for. I want to have all these perfect scenarios that were taking a long time to accomplish. My mother called me one day and said, "Ricardo, how come you guys don't have any children yet?" I said, well, mom, I'm like waiting for all these things. Do I have trying to do this and that? And she says, son, the time will never be right. Just think about it. And I went back and I started reflecting on it. And, and, and then I thought, you know what? I'm being selfish by, by not giving my wife what she wants, which is a, a baby. Now we got two beautiful ones. Um, and it took, us, well, it took us eight years before we had a, you know, I, and the other thing is I had a daughter already when, when I was 18. She's 24 now, so I was being a little selfish, but I was using that perfection thing as an excuse not to have babies. But then later on, I understood that that translated into my business as well, because I was trying to have my business perfect. And there's no such thing as perfect. Um, yeah, so we just need to learn how to be imperfect. Uh, taking massive imperfect action. How about yes, that? There you know? <laughs> but all right. So now you know. I love the way you think. By the way, and you know you're an integrator. You're making things happen. Uh, you don't understand Ben. He's like pushing boundaries. He's the visionary. He wants to go conquer the world. Yes. Uh, and, and 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 which is it's just it's perfect because that's why great people do what they do, right? Like Elon Musk. If, if he didn't think about going to the moon and and landing the, the, the rocket, you know, standing like, like, it's like, really? Not even NASA did that, you know? So guys like him are the ones that, 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 that make great things happen. And I can see how the balance works in between both of you now. Uh, you hold the fort down while he's like, let's go here and conquer, you know, we got to buy all the houses in Columbus and this and that, right? Um, so anyhow. Going back to to the to the to the dark things, right? When he was, you know, going through all these drug addictions and all these things. When he relapsed, what was going through your mind? Through your mind, like, man, he just went 144 days clean. I remember that number because he just you know, not even 30 minutes ago he said that, or almost an hour. How do you handle that? Yeah, he actually relapsed out of. Really, I mean, no time is a good time, but I was in the hospital having our daughter is when he did that relapse. Wow! So, yeah, uh, he was actually there for her birth, um, which was great, and then he had went home um, to get me clothes, and I had not heard from him for hours. Um, so his mom was here watching our son, and I had called her, and she said, hey, he came in, asked me 
maybe that helped uh, yeah. cope with, you know, knowing that your husband, uh, well, I know you're not married, but it is your, it is, you guys have been together for so long yeah. now, and you got a couple of kids. Um, and I ask you this because, it, I don't know, right? it, that's, that's a tough situation to be in, uh, on both ends. Because yeah. then he's also thinking, man, I just messed up, right? Yeah. Uh, I just went 144 days and relapsed. But I guess that was a wake-up call for him too, to change his inner thoughts on now I need to go up and up and seek for help. Exactly that. Just going to rehab and then coming out and going through the motions wasn't enough. Like I need to really invest in the recovery. Um, was definitely a wake-up call for him. Uh, after I had got, he ended up coming back the next day. I got out of the hospital and I think we probably went like a another week or two of him using, um, and it, it got really, really bad, so I ended up just taking the kids and going back to our hometown um, for the weekend, and I mean, it got bad to the point, you know, he's selling stuff out the house, haven't heard from him, he ended up calling me that night, and I, I think he talked about it with you, but he called me that night, like, you know, I'm just ready, I'm, I'm just gonna end it, I'm done, I've tried, I can't do it. Um, so we talked, like, that night, and I just remember, I just remember telling him, like, hey, you have kids, they love you, they want you know, they want their dad in their lives, if you can get through this, it's gonna be okay. And we end up, we talked for several hours and we hung up, and I, at this point I'm two hours away, he's back at our house. Um, I ended up driving back with his mom that morning, not knowing like what we were gonna find, um, but he was there, he stayed home, um, we ended up talking, he did not go back to rehab, Of you, 
and you. One is this guy here, Caesar. The other one, the other one was Shane. And uh, Shane is no longer with us. Uh, he used to be our CEO all the time. And shout out to Shane, by the way. He's still my friend. I love Shane. Uh, but you know, I had to make changes, and then so we got rid of those guys. And looking at the vision traction organizer that I was talking with Ben about earlier, I started. And I thought about quitting too. Like I was like, I'm just gonna quit this because. I just, I just don't find the answer. Like, how, how do I keep people in the office, motivated, hungry, yeah. and I will do the morning hugs. I will do all of these things that, that, that we all talk about, right? That we're learning masterminds. And, and I just, man, I've implemented everything. And yet still it doesn't work. I don't get it. Is it me? Is it, you know, I, you start questioning. Yeah everything you do. Now I'm looking at my vision traction organizer and I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, okay, I gotta quit focusing on the negative. I gotta focus on the positive. What has worked for me for the last few years? And after looking at that, two names came up on my VTO, Carlos and Carmen. And guess who they were? PX. I said, man, this guy's been with me now five years. How come I haven't put more effort to help them grow. At this point, it wasn't even to make them do my stuff, because they, they're nowhere about around acquisitions or dispositions or anything like that. But I thought that if I can help them grow more than what they were at the time, they could help me fix acquisitions, dispositions, and some other things. And that was a game changer. We, I focused on those two guys, and those two guys have now over 80 people under them uh, in all the different things that we're doing. They're making more money than ever, like they've ever seen in their entire life. And, um, but it was because of that BTO, because I was able to recognize the good within that process that worked forever. That's why I highly encourage you guys to look into that, um, that we've, we've able to do this now, and now we're virtual 100%. Our office is literally, I have a, so I used to have a storage unit, I sold my house, and it's like a 5,000 square foot house, I put in a storage unit. Okay. So half of my office is that. So because I took killed the storage unit, put it in my office, because I cleaned it out. It's three thousand square foot. There's just me and him and a gym. We we'll put a gym in the middle. Of, in, oh, yeah, we need to get a six pack. <laughs> I got a thirty six pack right now. So, um, but you know, I love having this conversation because you guys are successful, right? But as also as, as successful entrepreneurs, you still have your struggles. And, and you were open about it. You said, you know what? I just have to let go of my TC, my disco. And I'm putting all the different hats right now. And, and I'm thinking, poor Sierra, she's doing all this work. And she's also an agent. She's, she's listed properties. Um, but this is what people don't talk about. Right. Sending the look glamorous. Oh, it's, did you see the checks? <laughs> you got $50,000 yeah. Buy your Rolex, you know, whatever. You know, get the new Lambo. Yeah. But they don't say, you know what, man? I just... I just had to shut down, and, and um, that's why I like Carlos and Sal so much because they're really open about what they do. Yeah. And we did—we shut down in January because uh, we had the Shane. That's when Shane left. Shane left. What I did is I built a VA team around Shane, and Shane couldn't—he uh, couldn't get adjusted to that. But the VA team was actually performing. So at that point, I realized, okay, Shane is going his own. And I gave him his wings, and, and he graduated. Like he's killing it now, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but sometimes you have to do that. You have to you have to shut down so you can start over. But you start ahead. 
because all your knowledge, all your experience, you already have that. Exactly. It's just that, okay, hold on, let's clean out the house. You just did that with TC and these balls, and you're now gonna rebuild that side, right? How, what, what goes through your mind when you, when you find yourself in those situations? That you learn from the best, number one, because these guys are the best. Yes. And, and the group that's around us is, is, is top notch, you know, even the investor link cartel or because you see the other guys and you're like, hmm, that guy's not struggling like I am right now, right? That's an internal <laughs> conversation we're all <laughs> right? Literally, when we have mastermind, that's my conversation with him. Like, what the hell are we doing wrong? <laughs> yeah, no, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just that some of them don't tell the truth, <laughs> okay? Or they don't open up, you know? It's not that they don't tell the truth, that they just don't open up, right? Yeah. Um, when you find yourself in, in that situation, how do you... How do you keep how do you keep yourself together? Like, you know what, I gotta move forward. Like, like what what what's that process for you? I guess early on it probably stressed me out. Like it's not the first time we lost a TC or a dispo, so we've been through that turnover and it probably stressed me out early on. Now to me it's I mean, like you said, say, but you're it's business as usual. It's like yeah, you're not, you're not. Yeah, yeah, get in there, do it, find the next person to bring in. It's part of doing business. And let's talk a little bit about self-development. Something I didn't touch on with Ben. What, how much of, of that do you guys do? Uh, so we invest probably about like six, six figures a year in just mastermind, self-development, um, working on ourselves. I mean, that's number one. Like The business stuff will come. You can hire a mentor, a copy their blueprint. That's what we did with All In. It was great. All of that can come, but if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have the right relationships, that's going to be your barrier. And that was, I mean, to be completely honest, that was ours for a little bit starting out. It's like, shit, we have the blueprint. We can do, we can implement this. We can take the action, but we had to get our minds right. That's what was stopping us from scaling and getting to where we needed to be and be the great leaders for our team. Wow. Now, you got a morning routine? I'd like Not to really? say I do. No, it happens for a few uh, months and then it stops. Okay. <laughs> why, why is that? Uh, it, it, I guess it, it, it just depends. Um, like I just recently had had a surgery, so I haven't okay. been able well, to. Okay. Well, that's work. a great excuse. Yeah, that's a wonderful excuse. Uh, I wasn't able to work out for six weeks, so right. that just put a damper. For the most part, I'm up, and I'm always. It's the gym is my first thing. Like I right. have to, if one, if I don't go to the gym in the morning, I'm just probably not making it to the gym. Right. I'm not an evening uh, gym person, so I go to the gym. Um, I did get really good at like when I was going into the office. I didn't go into the office until like ten o'clock. I want to be home with my kids, get them off to school, um, and then go into the office. Um, so that was that was really, I wish I could say, hey, I sat down and I, I read a book in the morning and I meditate. I do those things occasionally, but it's not consistent. Yeah, it's not all the time. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's something that you need or? or? Definitely. Um, right now, my um, alone time is on my drive to the gym. That's Sierra's meditation, but it works out for me right now. Um, yes, I would definitely like to be able to spend an hour of morning to myself, just getting myself ready. Awesome. Do you guys have live in a big house? Uh, no, we still live in a condo, 2,500 square foot condo. Well, that's big. That's big. 2,500 square foot is big. I mean, it's both small to me. They're in my space. <laughs> so, so I, I'll tell you something I did because uh, I found myself being inconsistent uh, for for many years, uh, trying to get into consistency. And it's when I bought my house, uh, the the one I sold last year. I went and bought a house big enough to where I can put a gym on it. I went and put a, a like a reading area on it. I have an office, and literally had no excuse. Like if I woke up, I had to go exercise. 
I actually gained a lot of weight after I sold that property. Because I, even though I moved into an apartment complex that it's, a, it's got a badass gym, and this thing is like state of the art, right? Beautiful pool. I didn't have the gym right at my fingertips. So I started pounding and gaining weight and gaining weight and gaining weight. And I exercised, but I didn't exercise as much as I did when I had my house. Um, and the other thing is I enjoyed the environment in my house to where I did the hour of power. So when I got up, I went in the morning, I put on Tony Robbins, uh, I got the gym equipment there. I wasn't getting like, I wasn't trying to lift 100 pounds or anything like that. I was just doing my thing, going through the, through the motions. Um, but thank God, when I was going through my downfall, uh, in between 17 and 21, I had that gym. Because I don't know if I'd be in real estate today if I didn't have the gym and all that, all the hour of power that I did in the morning. And, and that thing changed my life, like you have no idea. And lately I've struggled with it because my little kids jump into my bed and I don't rest. When I wake up in the morning, I'm tired already. So the last thing in my mind is going to the gym. I'm like, man, I just want to sleep 10 more minutes without, like, yeah. I literally take a 30 minute nap after they go to school. <laughs> that way I can feel rested and then go to work. And that's why we build a gym in our office now. So in the office, there's no excuse. Literally, for me to get in my office, I have to go through the gym. <laughs> so, you know, so maybe maybe when you go from your 2,500 square foot condo into the big house that Ben is going to go build you guys, then you, you put a gym in there and, 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 well, and something that creates the space that that you're going to like and you're going to be like, you know what, this I can do every day Yeah, definitely. We're headed to Florida for the summer and hopefully we're not coming back. So if he just gets me on the beach, then I can go for beach runs and that'll be perfect. Well, that's another thing, right? You guys travel a lot and, and, and when I see you on, on your travels that you actually get up, you're in Cancun and you're, you're exercising, you're hitting the gym, you're, you're still doing consistency when yes. it comes to getting the exercise in. And, and, and of course, personal development, you're, you're around a bunch of rock stars, right? And, and leveling up your game. but. Sierra, thank you so much for opening up to me and, and telling me your side of the story. Now. Yeah. Um, man, I love you, both of you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Uh, and I hope a lot a lot of people get to hear your message uh, and, and to hear, you know, especially Ben's story, because I know he can help a lot of people. Thank you. Attendgrowth.com, guys, June 24th, 25th, 26th. Guys, we're going to have a massive lineup over there. Um, you got, I gotta see you there, guys. We only have 15 VIP tickets left. We got about 100 general admission. Looking forward to see you there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sierra. Thank you. Bye.